Welcome to the Midlife Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Michelle, a certified life and relationship coach, and I am so excited that you are here. The Midlife Chaos is for all of us facing midlife and wondering, how the heck did I get here? And where the flip am I going? Here we will talk about all the things that chaos brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. While living in Idaho, I used to attend a parenting class by Carlene Tanner. And one of the lessons or weeks was all about traditions and how important it is to unify the family with special things that the family does with and for each other. Some of those things could be birthday traditions to make that kiddo feel special, like they pick out the activity or their favorite dinner for the evening. Maybe a special banner would be put up. And maybe you have traditions around the first day of school or like us for Valentine's Day when the kids were little, I would buy the heart-shaped pizza and we would spend the evening with the kids. Our anniversary is the following week, so we get our romance time in, don't you worry. Anyways, Carlene's class is where I first heard about Mr. Peeps and he was who I knew before Elf on the Shelf came along. Mr. Peeps was easy. He moved around most nights and kept watch over the kids. Elf on the Shelf is way beyond my patience or creativity. He is naughty. I'd like to applaud the moms who do that, but honestly, I think you all are a little bit crazy. I have so many fond memories from my childhood. Gift exchanges, food, ooh, always the food. Special occasions or dates, like I know when my parents had their first date because if they were home celebrating, we always ordered Chinese food because that's what they had on their first date. Things I watched my older siblings get to do and then be so excited when I got old enough or it became my turn. I have a lot of memories that were traditions from kindergarten. The five older kiddos in my family growing up, we all had the same kindergarten teacher. Besides each of us having a cookbook made for our moms with our favorite recipe, you know, the ones that's like the oven is at 500 degrees and you cook it for 10 hours or... Um, you mix all the things and stick it in the, uh, the hundred degree oven for 10 minutes, those funny little recipes, or there's their mother's day program that we all put on singing the mother song. You know, the M is for the million things she gave me. Um, H is for her heart of purest gold. I should look that up. Hmm. But one of the favorite traditions is we would all walk to her home and leave our shoes outside. Her house would be decorated with all the fun Christmas things to look at. And she would talk to us about St. Nicholas Day and that he would leave little gifts for children who left their shoes out. And when it was time to go back to school, as we would grab our shoes, we would notice that they had candy in them. So Mr. St. Nicholas must have been there and left treats for us, just like she had taught us about. Mrs. McManigal was such an angel. I love hearing about people's traditions because it says so much about them. I love watching their face light up remembering. My kids' ages aren't that spread out, but I realize that some of the traditions that I would do when the kids were young, the younger two probably don't even remember. Taylor was telling the youngers not too long ago how they're totally missing out because mom used to be a super fun into the holidays, decorating everything, all the favorite foods to cook, and now I don't so much anymore. Oh, so sad. I think I just got tired about some of it. It takes a lot of effort to make the holidays magical. And when they get older and don't appreciate it as much, or everyone gets busy and it isn't, it just isn't as much fun to put all the work in. For this reason, I'm super excited for the grandbabies to come along. 
But it did make me think that I need to put more effort in, into some of those areas that keep us connected. So my question to all of you would be, now that you are empty nesting, what traditions have you had to change or what new traditions are you starting to keep the family connected? Or what traditions are you and your partner starting now that it's just the two of you? A few weeks ago, I announced the traditions challenge. I asked you all to head over to the socials and share a tradition. And I got some unbelievable response. Thank you. And with permission, I will share some of these with you. So um, something that was just shared on Facebook, uh, beginning December 1st, read one chapter of the book of Luke in the Bible each evening. There are 24 chapters. And on Christmas Eve, you will have read an entire account of Jesus's life and wake up Christmas morning knowing who and why we celebrate. That's pretty cool. Kathy wrote, traditions are my favorite part of life. One year when I was little, my parents were flat broke. So we had a family home evening where they told us that Jesus was actually born in the spring. So we were going to celebrate Christmas on April 6th. We were all excited and went about not getting ready for Christmas. Every year we open family Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, but not that year. When we woke up Christmas morning, we discovered that Santa had come. He left us the most wonderful poem clues for our very own Christmas treasure hunt. There were 10 clues for seven children, and my mom rhymed every one of them. The gifts were kind of dumb little things. You, your own bar of soap or a new toothbrush, your own toothpaste, a new book. Every year after that, Santa always brought a treasure hunt. He brings them to my kids, and a few of my siblings still participate as well. The little gifts come from Santa. Anything big or profound comes from mom and dad, which I like that. (laughs) A tradition Matt and I started is our thankful chain. Every day between November 1st and New Year's Day, we each add a link saying what we are grateful for. This started because we had a child who got the gimmies really bad. Christmas at our house is all about Christ and the ingratitude was galling. I'm happy to say this tradition has tamed the gimmies. We also love to celebrate the Passover and Hanukkah. One of my ancestors was Judah Maccabee. The cause of freedom of religion runs deep in my blood, as does the understanding that God has blessed me with many mighty miracles, and the more I recognize them, the more I see. I just love that. And it reminds me, um, I've seen a post going around social media, and it says something to the fact of, why do I say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas? Between November 1st and January 15th, there are about 29 holidays observed by the seven major world religions. Yes, let's keep Christ in Christmas, but there are other major holidays and it does not diminish my love for the Savior when I acknowledge the other holidays as well. Especially if I know um, if we're in the middle of Hanukkah, I will most likely say Happy Hanukkah. Or when it's that week of Christmas, I will definitely say Merry Christmas. But if someone returns with Happy Holidays, I am not offended in any way. I actually love the beauty of all the holidays meshing at this season. Let's let it remind us to be more loving to everybody. Okay, Danny said, I love traditions. Okay, I love this about Danny. (laughs) She says, my family always celebrates Halloween together, trick-or-treating. I drive down to Pocatello about a week before, and we spend all day Halloween dancing and laughing, and then we go trick-or-treating. Another tradition I try to keep in my house is at Christmas, and that's to have a real tree every year. There's just something so wonderful about a real Christmas tree in my home. Nicole said, our Christmas tradition is to time-lapse Christmas morning. So fun to look back on in seven seconds. I think that's such a cool idea to just leave your phone going and time-lapse it. And then you can look back and it's just a brief amount of time, but you can see all the fun things that happened that morning. Lacey makes cinnamon rolls before the kids get up Thanksgiving and Christmas morning. 
We also have a holiday breakfast that is expected at all major holidays and general conference. <laughs> it is a crock pot breakfast that has hash browns, eggs, sausage, um, and cheese. We typically serve it with tortillas if you want to make a breakfast burrito. Um, I also like to make it for big events if I'm feeding a lot of people like girls camp or scouts or something. The other dish is a baked French toast. And both of these can be made ahead of time and taken out the morning of to throw in the oven while the kids are waking up, if moms want to sleep in a little bit longer, or it gives us just enough time to shower and get ready for the day. Because we live in North Dakota, I definitely take advantage of the big, huge freezer called the outdoors. I did make this mistake one time when I made the French toast the night before and just set it outside to stay cool until I cooked it in the morning and it froze solid. I had made it for the kids to take to an early morning seminary class, and it did not end up cooking all the way. I had made two pans. The first was able to cook longer, so that one was fine. But the second pan, I think the middle stayed a little too runny for my liking. Sorry. Okay, Lindsay said, we have a tradition of taking the family to a hibachi grill for Christmas Eve dinner and then continue the tradition from my childhood. All the kids are sent to hang out and have a movie night and are locked up. We put wrapping paper over the hall entrance and in the morning they get to run through it. How fun is that? Um, she also said, we start decorating early November and we play Roger Whitaker's Christmas record while we decorate it. It's the same record Quinn listened to when he was a kid. Anna said that at Christmas, they watch the Muppet Christmas Carol and have German pancakes on Christmas morning. Amanda, who is new following on Facebook, welcome. She says um, her favorite tradition is setting up the tree with her husband, then having hot cocoa and watching Elf. Elf is our family favorite Christmas movie, so I love this, and we love hot cocoa at our house. When people ask why I don't drink coffee, I always say, well, by the time I add all the sugar and cream, I might as well just have hot cocoa. We set up a cocoa bar at our house for the winter. It has all the flavors, creams, mini marshmallows. And for the month of December, we put out a little jar with the crushed candy canes in it. And when JR became the bishop, we started a cookie and cocoa night every December to watch the church broadcast and welcome the Christmas season. Um, somebody in a Facebook group mentioned that they have a dessert contest on Thanksgiving, and they were looking for ideas on things that they could um, do for the dessert contest. That sounds like fun, uh, which kind of goes with pie night. So we are typically way too stuffed for dessert, so we started eating pie the night before. And this was a tradition that started, we were invited into another family's tradition, the Sobeys in Phoenix. Um, he was our bishop there, and they would do pie night on Wednesday night. So that was a fun time to see family or friends that we weren't going to see on Thanksgiving Day and be able to have pie with them and just visit. And it was low key. And I love that we um, did that a couple years when we first moved here. And then some other friends started that tradition. And now we just do it at the church. Um, this year, it's Tuesday night. So tonight we'll be doing pie night for anyone who wants to come by and have pie. Um, okay, so Amy from the Idea Room, I got two ideas from her. She said, I love Christmas, mostly because of the family traditions that we carry on from year to year. We like to wrap up the Christmas books every year so that it is a surprise as to which book we're going to be reading. Then we unwrap and read a book every day until Christmas. It's a Christmas book countdown. She also shared, I am excited to share with you one of our favorite Christmas traditions that we've been making together as a family for years. Cinnamon Salt Dough Ornaments. How has it taken me so long to share with you my cinnamon salt dough recipe? <laughs> Plus, it smells amazing and the ornaments last for years. So go to the idea room and she shares that recipe there. 
Um, I love traditions that involve making or baking something just at that time of year. My friend Jennifer makes caramels only for the holidays, and I always hope I'm in town when she's just made a fresh, fresh batch. Okay, so when my kids were young, um, my mom would always give them, you know, those chocolate advent calendars. Now, I've noticed that like you can get really fancy ones. But back in the day, it was those like $1, the nasty waxy chocolate. And my mom would be sure to make sure each kid had their own design. So they weren't fighting over them. And she would send them with us in like our Christmas box if we were visiting them at Thanksgiving. So of course, the kids would eat all the chocolate at once. And eventually, my mom just stopped sending them, they got older and um, it wasn't, you know, it's kind of something for the little kids. And then my kids started complaining that they had always really looked forward to that. So that was fun that that was something that they enjoyed, even though we know that chocolate is ugh. okay. Um, watching the Nutcracker has been a long standing tradition. I've seen the Nutcracker on ice. I've seen it in community theater. I've seen it with Mikhail Baryshnikov in the San Francisco ballet. And when Jaden was little, somehow the tradition became a he and I thing. And I love that his little self would get dressed up to take mom on a date. He would put on his nice outfit and comb his hair just right because he and I were going on a date. And even the years where we couldn't go, Jaden and I would even watch the movie version. Um, Macaulay Culkin stars the one from the early 90s. That's pretty good. And there was a year that when, or the year that we were in Utah, Jaden and I got tickets through the hospital and Taylor wanted to come and that was fine. And then Colton insisted on coming and I'm thinking he just didn't want to miss out, but he was bored the entire time. I mean, miserably bored. This year, Jaden has moved back to North Dakota and his schedule and mine haven't really matched up enough to see each other very often. So... Um, this last weekend, he had invited his dad to go to dinner. So of course, JR invited me and I was thinking, it's not like Jaden to just ask his dad out. So maybe I should take a step back. So I had messaged him and I was like, Hey, I was thinking I would invite you to dinner tomorrow night because I'll be in town. Um, and he's like, Yeah, that would be great that I can have time with dad tonight. And then he and I were planning. I said, Okay, I'm planning on going to uh, the Nutcracker. So we can go to dinner before that. And he was like, Well, I, I want to go to the Nutcracker with you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is so sweet. And I'm like, but it's just like this local dance studio. I'm going because I know some of the moms and I wanted to support the directors. And he's like, but it's the Nutcracker. Like, I want to go with you to that. And we only lasted the first act. He and I wanted to chat way too much. We had things to catch up on. And so we left at the intermission. And I know the second act is way better than the first. And we totally missed out. But it was fun that all these years later, like he and I haven't been going, um, that he was like, wait, that's our thing. I want to do that with you. So I love that. Um, our Thanksgiving tradition, and the one most people know about our family, is we are not thankful for turkey dinner. I'm not sure if it's because I'm just that ornery and don't want somebody to tell me what the menu has to be, or the fact that I don't like stuffing, or turkey, or yams, or most of it. <laughs> but we eat what we are thankful for that year. Some years we can all agree on a main dish and the sides are unique to what everybody requests, or some years I'm a short order cook and I curse it and say next year we're having a meal. Well, we usually have mac and cheese of some sort. And one year, Jaden requested carne asada while everybody else had something completely different. Sometimes the family chooses just a bunch of sides like strawberries and grapes. Or the last couple of years, it was definitely poor college kids choosing the menu. Frozen pizza, chips, pizza rolls, taquitos, whatever. 
The first few years, my mom had the hardest time. She would say, well, what if I just bring a small turkey? Okay, mom, if that is your favorite and that's what you want to eat, bring it. Well, what if I just do a small portion of stuffing and cranberries, what have you? And I'm like, yeah, bring it. We're not changing up anyone's turkey dinner plans. If we're coming to your home, we will play along. I'll even bring some seriously delicious mashed potatoes or any other side that you ask. Just know that if you're coming to our house for the holiday meal, we are eating everybody's favorites. So feel free to bring whatever that is. Another Thanksgiving tradition that we have that I did growing up is we send someone to the store to grab the newspaper. Usually we need ice or some random last minute item for dinner. So we send them and while you're there, grab the newspaper and we spread out all the ads to see what the best deals are. We still do this even though everybody has had their Black Friday deals going all month. But years ago, when Black Friday shopping was actually a thing, you know, where the stores were limited on the items and the prices were actually good enough to get you out of bed. Well, I'm not a morning person, but I got smart. The family is super grateful if someone is willing to take one for the team and stay home with all the kids. Heck yeah, sign me up. I get to sleep in and send my list for you to shop for me. Oh yeah, I'm the designated babysitter here. Oh, and the parade. It is not Thanksgiving unless we watch the parade. And by we, I mean me. JR cannot stand a parade. I always want him to set up a TV in the kitchen so I can watch the parade and the sappy Hallmark movies all day while I am cooking. He always makes a big deal like I'm totally putting him out or something. Well, one year he couldn't find the parade, so he just turned on last year's parade on YouTube. I mean, it did the trick. But one year, and this is how snarky our family is, <laughs> one year we caught the parade where they have the camera set up in front of like what must be Macy's and all the performers stop and do their act, like all the uh, musicals and the rockets, they'll do their little performance. And it must have been raining or something, but there was definitely a slick spot. The dancers or performers kept slipping. We would laugh. Oh my gosh. I know we shouldn't, but every time someone would get close to the spot, we were all just waiting for the slip. Then it panned out back to the parade route as the bands and floats came by. And guess what? There were slick spots there too. Oh my gosh. JR loved the parade that year. Now that we are to the stage where our kids are finding themselves in more serious relationships, we're having the discussions around when we are wanting the kids with us for the holidays or if they're okay to go to the in-laws. How do people even decide that? JR and I are, have been lucky in that we've never really had that decision to make. We don't have much of a relationship with his side of the family, so holidays were always decided by if we wanted to or if we were able to travel to go see my side of the family. We've lived by some of his siblings, so it never was really the debate on which side of the family we had to choose because we could see them anytime we wanted to. And so if we were choosing my side, then it was, you know, not a big deal that we were leaving for a holiday. And actually, the last handful of years, because we live in North Dakota and the older kids have lived in Idaho and Utah, we've met in the middle. And we've had my parents join us for Thanksgiving and JR's brother Brian usually joins us. So we get the best of both sides. This year, Taylor is still traveling, but the other three live close, so we're staying home, and we will be eating and snuggling watching movies. <laughs> we will take advantage of the Parade of Lights on Friday, which we haven't seen for a few years, and hopefully we'll be able to match up with Taylor's schedule and FaceTime with her to make Christmas plans. Oh, so what we have decided about the holidays and the adult kids and in-laws, um, well, for Christmas, we have said that the even years we get you. 
Not sure how that'll work with Thanksgiving or other holiday plans, but for now, while everybody is relatively single, it sounds pretty perfect to us. Growing up, I was raised in a football family. Shocker, right? Well, actually, that might be a shock. I bet people think we're a football family because of JR. My mom can hold her own in any conversation about stats, coaches, players, etc., especially when I was growing up. She may be out of the game, so to speak, anymore, but I think she totally impressed Jer when we were dating. But back in the olden days, when all the bowl games were played on New Year's Day, my mom would make a feast of finger foods, dips, spreads, all the chips and crockpotty meatball, little smoky type things, and we watched football all day. Now the bowl games last a month, and if my kiddo isn't playing or we don't know any of his friends playing, it just isn't as much fun anymore. JR is loving the Deion Sanders team, um, University of Colorado Boulder this year, so we may catch that bowl game. My niece said that I can share the attrition they had growing up was that her dad would cook steaks for Thanksgiving or Christmas if it was just the four of them at the house. She would help with sides and all that, and it was so fun. Honestly, one of my favorite traditions that she has implemented into her own family. When I asked if I could share, she said, yeah, it's just a nice memory I have with my family, you know. It was simple and sweet and wasn't a giant turkey that half of would go in the fridge. We had some missionaries over the other night, and I asked them if they had any traditions that they wanted to share or were maybe going to be missing this holiday season. And one mentioned a cousin gift exchange where they would draw names. Another was they would spend Christmas Eve with grandma and open one gift with her. That way she was included, but then they had Christmas Day to spend as just their family. One of the missionaries mentioned remembering his grandpa making tamales, and another said that they did a raclette for their holiday meal, which is kind of like a hibachi, but has like little drawers or compartments that you can put cheese in to melt. (laughs) Yum. I love when people have non-traditional meals for holiday meals. I found that the most common non-traditional Christmas meals are Chinese food or Mexican food. And when we started doing Christmas Eve with JR's family, we would do homemade pizza. The thing that stuck out to me when asking these young men about their traditions is that they all spoke of an outing or experience. The family camping trip at the cabin that happens the same week every summer where everybody shows up like 200 people or the Black Friday pheasant hunting, the dirt bike trip with dad in the fall to Moab. And maybe because I'm not a gifts person or that quality time is my love language, I much prefer the traditions be about memories being made and the experiences we have. I will never forget when my 85-year-old grandpa got down and busted out push-ups at the family reunion. My bodybuilder brother was super impressed and taken back a bit. Actually, we were all taken back a bit. Okay, talking at traditions and the traditions challenge, I was offering a $150 Amazon gift card. If you liked the socials, tagged or invited a friend, or shared a tradition, you were entered. Also, if you were already a member of the Facebook VIP group, you were entered. So who is the big winner? I drew the name and it is Kathy Fletcher. Hooray! I just love listening to some of the traditions that Kathy shares. I'm lucky enough to go to church with her and over the years she has shared lots of things that her family does and different traditions that they have. Kathy has been such a big supporter of the podcast and I'm so lucky to have her as a friend. All right, Kathy, I'll be reaching out to you to figure out the best way to get the gift card to you. And next week, I will be chatting about how to make the holiday season heaven or hell. If you have any tips or tricks, please share them on the socials, or you can send me a message. I have some great ideas to save time in the kitchen and ideas on how to get exactly what you want for gifts, but I'd love to hear what works for you and what doesn't. 
I hope that you have a very festive Thanksgiving this week full of family, food, and memories. And remember, whatever it is that you're eyeing for Black Friday shopping, you can probably find it online at the same price or better. Let's remember that we are in a season of gratitude before we act all crazy trying to get the deal on an item that whoever you're gifting it to will forget about in a month. And don't forget that Thanksgiving calories don't count. Wear the stretchy pants. Thank you for listening to the Midlife Chaos. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. I sure would appreciate that. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you want to see what else we are up to, check out my Instagram at the Midlife Chaos or join our Facebook group, Midlife Chaos VIPs.